we uh, in the last year we've seen the number of startups in BC grow by seventy percent in the blue economy. Wow, which is incredible. Uh, we're now the second largest startup for ocean economies in in Canada uh, as a province. That but the seventy percent growth uh, year over year is is incredible, and that's just because there's some connection happening. Um, so once you start having that connection, you, you will see amazing things happen. Welcome to the Rising Economy Podcast, produced by South Island Prosperity Partnership. This series features leading thinkers and changemakers giving bold insights about the key concerns of our time. This ranges from economic trends to workforce changes, the housing crisis, and the factors impacting cities and our region. Okay, well, welcome to the Rising Economy podcast brought to you by South Island Prosperity Partnership. I'm Carrie Slavens and I'll be hosting this episode of Rising Economy. Before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge that we are podcasting from Czech Studio on the unceded lands of the Lekwungen speaking people, the Esquimalt and Songhees First Nations. Today, we're talking about something very exciting for our region and and probably for the world. Um, We're talking about the rise of the blue economy and the growing role, not only in our region, but throughout British Columbia. Um, And um, how, well, our guest here, Jason Goldsworthy, who I'm going to tell you about in a minute, he's going to tell us how we plan to play into a global opportunity that has been estimated to be worth about $30 trillion by 2030. For those of you who haven't heard of the blue economy, um, we'll talk about this more with Jason, but it basically refers to the sustainable use, management of ocean resources for economic growth, improved livelihoods, and environmental protection. Um, I think from what I've read, it's about promoting the balance between economic development and conservation, um, aiming to harness the potential of the ocean while preserving health and biodiversity. So our guest today knows a lot about the blue economy. Jason Goldsworthy is the executive director of COAST, the Center for Applied Ocean Sustainable Technologies. And Jason came aboard, if you'll excuse the pun, he came aboard COAST just a couple of months ago to continue to build COAST's reputation and international capacity as specific Canada's hub for the sustainable blue economy. I'll just fill you in on a few bio details here. Jason was most recently general manager of Australia's Westside Group of Companies, leading its corporate restructuring while maintaining an annual revenue of more than $40 million during the pandemic. Prior to this, he was operations manager of Vancouver Island for the environmental consulting firm Pynchon, CEO of Victoria-based Accumulated Ocean Energy, Inc., and... Just so we know, he's super smart. He has a PhD in engineering from the University of Adelaide in Australia. So Jason, welcome. First of all, can you elaborate? Did I have it partly right what the definition of the blue economy is? I'm going to stick with exactly what you say, and that's my new point, my new elevator pitch for the blue economy. No, you, you did fantastic, and thank you for having me uh, today. It's uh, it's great to be able to talk about Coast. Um, I've uh, been in the seat for a couple of months now, um, or just getting my feet wet to keep the puns going, um, which I'm sure there'll be lots of them today. But yeah, the blue economy is uh, ex- exactly as you described it. It, it 
We've been using oceans for millennia. We have, uh, ever since you know, um, humans decided to travel across the oceans, we've been using them. But I think in some respects, we've probably been taking them for granted. We've used them for trade routes, etc. The blue economy is more about, from my take anyway, there's, there's other definitions out there and it probably hasn't been exactly nutted down yet. But from my perspective, the blue economy is working with the oceans in a responsible way that we get. There is an incredible resource there that we have access to, but let's do it the right way. And, and I think that's what brought me to um, getting involved with the blue economy is it's not just the easy way. It's making sure that we're dealing with the oceans uh, respectfully, um, that we're not over uh, taking stuff from the oceans and also making sure it fits within our social context as well. So it, the blue economy doesn't just mean um, business opportunities from the ocean. It means they're done in that sort of context and that sort of lens. Which is important, I guess, because, you know, like many things on our planet, um, we assume we just had limitless resources with the ocean, that we could dump limitless garbage in it, we could, you know, and now we're finding out that the oceans are really in in sorry shape in some cases, aren't they? Yeah, and it's uh, it's something that probably a lot of people don't know because it was kind of that away from everything. But we are starting to see that impact. You know, we now know that um, what we've done to some of the oceans or what, where the, the ocean has gone is, is a big key driver for climate change. Um, and they have a huge influence uh, on the climate and, and, our, and our Earth. I mean, the two-thirds of the surface of the, the, the Earth is, is, is oceans. So, yeah, they, they provide us a fantastic resource. They provide us a, a fantastic opportunity for food, uh, energy, um, recreation, uh, transportation. Um, but the impacts we're having on it can be detrimental. Um, and I think the best thing for as we move forward in the blue economy is that we take the lessons learnt that we perhaps didn't approach the land economy with and ensure that they're, they're focused on uh, when we when we expand our uh, economic development of, of the oceans or, or what we use the oceans for. Good. And this is a global, I mean, this isn't just something that we're thinking of here in this region. This is really a global um, um, line of thought, isn't it? You know, like uh, the United Nations, um, is this the decade Decade of the yeah, Ocean. Yeah, Decade of the Ocean, yeah. yes, indeed, yeah. Yeah, so it's really something the world is waking up to, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I think it's different in different parts of the world because of their influence with the ocean, but anywhere that, that connected with the ocean, and, and a lot of, I don't know the exact number, but it's a huge amount of our economy relies on ocean, typically for that transportation. Um, and I think you're right, the, the, the world in its general population is done to say, hey, we need to treat this right now. Um, and I think the whole climate change discussion over the last two decades has probably driven a lot of that because uh, we, we've started to recognise, as I mentioned before, that um, if the ocean is in a bad sense and things are dying and it is going to have a, a much more impact on, on our climate. Um, wow. And, you know, on that note, I thought we could maybe anchor a little bit of what the blue economy... Oh, I'm sorry, that really was a terrible pun and that wasn't intended. Um, they just fall out they when just... they talk about the blue economy, don't they? <laughs> they just, you know... They come in waves. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> they... Uh, can you ank can you ground this for me and give me some examples of some local organizations and the type of work they're doing for instance you know maybe just one thing uh, we could start with did i didn't know um i knew ocean networks canada was here but i didn't realize that they are really the world's largest ocean research yeah, they, they have uh, an incredible infrastructure that they've developed over many years on, on actually 
getting data from the ocean and and that's one of the at the moment what we're seeing is is we're still learning a lot about the oceans and the way they interact um especially with our climate but also with with the planet in itself so ocean networks canada which is uh, started out of uh, university of victoria uh, has got an incredible infrastructure uh, out into the pacific ocean off of uh, vancouver island and also around some of the islands uh, around bc uh, where they're observing um what's happening uh, and and that data collection is such vital importance for a number of reasons. Uh, obviously, to, to deal with the environmental impacts of the ocean and how that's being treated. But Ocean Networks Canada are also looking at earthquake preparation and, and, and tidal wave um, tsunami preparations. Right. So the more we know about the oceans, we know how they interact, then we can make start making um, judgments and assessments on on how we can work with them. So uh, Ocean Networks Canada is an incredible success story for, for this region. Um, but you mentioned before some of the other companies and one of the greatest things for the last two months that I've been here is it's inspirational to find out what the companies here in BC are doing um, with respect to the blue economy. We've got companies that are looking at different uses of energy and how to create energy from the ocean and connect it um, with um, communities and, and connect with other forms of renewable energy to re- remove the reliance of um, carbon-based fuels. Uh, we've got companies that are got designing robots to clean the bottom of hulls uh, of ships to try and reduce the amount of drag um, so you reduce your fuel consumption. Uh, we've got companies that, um, I was talking to one just recently that, this week, that are looking at better ways to do aquaculture that doesn't rely, that doesn't create as much waste so they can reuse the waste for different products. Wow. So we've got some incredibly innovative companies um, and, mm-hmm. and, and technologies that are being developed right here in, in British Columbia. And, and that's all working towards, as you mentioned before, this is, <coughs> excuse me, this is a, a worldwide problem and these technologies will be distributed to the world and shared with the world. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really exciting. And for me, as I said, it's, it's inspirational. You know, you hear these companies and mind you, there's some of these technologies are like, wow, that's, that's out there. But we have to think that way. This, yeah. is, this is an emerging market. It's new. No one knows the answer really so we got to look at these different ideas and and that's to me part of what's human us being humans is we try and improve we try and find better ways of doing things and and that's what this blue economy sector is all about is how do we do things better I think that's amazing. And, um, you know, um, I was just reading um, yesterday an article in a publication called The Conversation, How the Blue Economy Will Shape the Future of Canada's Oceans and Its Coastal Communities. And the authors say, done right, a new ocean economy can protect the environment and strengthen local economies. So I think you've partly answered this, but what what is done right? Is that the balance? Yeah, I think it is a balance, um, but it's not just a balance of economics and environmental, it's the social aspect, and that's where the local communities come in as well. Uh, and it's also, um, and I think it's everyone sort of knows that, you know, we, we have a bit of a issue with labour resources, labour people and people working, but this type of environment is, and I keep using the word, inspirational, and, and it can get people inspired to be a part of it. And when people are inspired and want to be part of it and engaged, they're going to do things differently and better and they're going to rethink it and as long as we keep our um, minds open to the new possibilities I think that's kind of doing things right. I saw a really good uh, um, 
uh, cartoon um, just recently, which you, you made me think of done right, was there was this whole group of people that were lined up and there were two signs, two directions. One was the easy way and the other one was the right way and hard. And everyone was following going the easy way, but yep. one person was going down the right way. And that's what we want to harness is those people that want to make a difference, those people that care about all this, um, all of the components you talked about and then making sure that's where the blue economy is going. So we okay. want to harness that, that person and that group. That's awesome. And so now let's turn to talk about the organization that you're executive director of um, and the opportunity in that that actually lured you all the way across, well, halfway around the world, most of the way Pretty around much, the world, yeah, yeah. from Australia to back to British Columbia. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Coast. Where does Coast fit into this picture? And yeah, what appealed to you in the prospect of leading Coast? So uh, two reasons, um, maybe even the third reason. I, I'm an ocean fanatic. I grew up on a boat. I you know, spent a lot of time in the ocean. Australians, that's what happens, right? You, you're <laughs> right next to the ocean. So yeah, ocean's part of your DNA in, in some respects. But that's you know, a, a minor part. Uh, one was my experience. Uh, you mentioned before I, I did uh, lead a company for a, a while looking at ocean energy and, and found that um, it – it's quite difficult. Not only is the blue economy and, and those sorts of new technologies brand new, so no one's done it before. So you're sort of, you know, frontiering. Yeah. Um, the support needs, you need a lot of support and help. And I'm not just talking funding. Uh, everyone falls back to finance and funding, but not everything happens through money. It's networks. It's other people in that environment. It's working with who the people to talk to. It's where do you go, different ideas. You can't think of everything. Mm-hmm. So when I was uh, working with Accumulator Ocean Energy, it was it was hard to um, to get that happening. Um, but the reality is, in in British Columbia, there's some fantastic companies that are all doing the same thing. And and really, the opportunity to bring those companies together and help them all succeed um, is one thing I was very passionate about. And that's was one of the genesis for Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the second reason. And the third reason is I truly believe in the, the, the concept of if you are all succeeding or if you're all doing well, then everyone is. You know, right. the, Yes, we have to have healthy competition. Companies need to compete against each other, but there's a lot of sharing that happens and that's that true collaborative model is that you've got the whole group and, and there's you know, the ecosystem um, of, right. of companies and, and not just the companies, but the academic institutions, the research institutions, um, the funders and the finances all working together for, for a common goal. If you put those people in there, everyone has got a lot better chance to succeed. And, okay. and it creates a swell. <laughs> there we go. I've got, got a pun in there. Yeah, I love it. A, I love it. Keep going. A swell of excitement. And, and, and I think, and I'm not by any means any um, economic development person, but it does, that's one of those key aspects of, of getting that economic development. And I think BC is perfectly set for that. So that was the reason I was excited about coming back to Coast, uh, well, to the League Coast, coming back to BC. Yeah. Um, to be part of that is, is an honour and a privilege, I think. And, and I'm looking forward, I'm hoping that I can steer it in the direction that it does that, where it does establish this collaborative network that sees these new companies and new technologies get to market and doing the things in the blue economy the right way. That's awesome. And you mentioned ecosystem. So, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Coast isn't seeing itself so much as creating an ecosystem because I think the ecosystem was probably here, was it? Or in partly. Absolutely it was. But yeah. Coast wants to 
add energy, bring things together, um, connect, connect them, connect the ecosystem partners, grow it as well. I mean, there's opportunities in BC to grow. We're, we're a very lucky and um, fortunate province to, to have what we have. Um, and that's an opportunity for us to grow that ecosystem and see new companies come through and, and, and sort of support people with good ideas to get into the blue economy and, and, and meet those you know, um, objectives we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the ecosystem was here. Um, Coast is really there to support that ecosystem and, and help it grow and, and help it succeed as well. Okay, so Coast refers to itself as Pacific Canada's hub for the sustainable blue economy. Mm-hmm. When you talk about hubs, I understand there's there's hubs and clusters uh, of, um, I guess, coasts or like like minded organizations around the world. What is that like this this hub and cluster approach? And what is the um what's the motivation behind it? Is the idea that rising tide will float all boats type of thing? Uh yeah, here we go <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. Perfect. I'm gonna leave that I'm gonna write that one down. Rising tides <laughs> oh, yeah, will float right. all boats. But no that you're exactly right. I mean the idea behind this hub and cluster approach is you put company you put doesn't have to be companies per se, but it, you put people in the in a, in that sort of environment, and they'll, they'll be driven to succeed. So one of the things for um, for Coast as as a hub is is we want to drive innovation. We want to drive innovation in that blue economy, meeting all those requirements. So you put innovative people in around other innovative people, around other type of um, industry participants. You just naturally see that innovation grow, and I think the history has shown, or the, the examples that you gave around, well other clubs and clusters around the world have seen that success occur. Yeah. Um, we, uh, in the last year, we've seen the number of startups in BC grow by 70% in the blue economy. Wow. Which is incredible. Uh, we're now the second largest startup for ocean economies in, in Canada uh, as a province. That, but the 70% growth uh, year over year is, is incredible. And that's just because there's some connection happening. Um, so once you start having that connection, we, we'll see amazing things happen. I love that. And, you know, it occurs to me that this is kind of Pacific's Can- Pacific Canada's time as part of a network across the country, of course. But, you know, we were not always considered, you know, to be like, um, you know, a heavy maritime industry here, even though we're on the coast. In fact, we're on an island. We have ships, boats. We have all kinds of vessels and research. But it felt like we hadn't sort of centralized the idea that we were I think you're right. And and I think um, you mentioned we weren't a heavy, but I think we were. I mean, a lot of Canada's, a lot of BC's um, industries are, there are a lot of marine industries here. And we've also got the the defence, the CFB Esquire Malt. We've got a company like C-SPAN, BC Ferries are based here. So there is a lot of maritime um, activity, Mm -hmm. but you're right. It wasn't coordinated. And, And um, it was. It's also very diverse. BC's economy is very diverse. Um, so, this is an opportunity for us to pull all those sectors in uh, and act as a, a act as a um, moving forward for the whole for the whole industry. Um, so, yeah, it's you're right that it was probably seen as a bit disjointed. Um, but I, I think with with organisations like ABCMI, Coast. Yeah. Um, we're, we're starting to bring that together. Um, okay. and, and I think that I'm seeing that it is going to be more coordinated in the future and, and that's going to help everyone. That's going to help all of the, the ocean and maritime industries. Mm-hmm. Okay. And ABCMI Association of? 
Association of British Columbia Marine Industries. Marine Industries, I should know that. Um, But um, they were strong early supporters of Coast, I understand, along with Ocean Networks Canada. Yes. And I also understand that some funding uh, has been recently announced for Coast um, from the provincial government. Yes, so part of the uh, Clean Energy Fund, um, which is a great opportunity for us. Um, It gives us a a bit of a, a runway to start the establishment of some of the programmings that we want. Um, so we're, we're looking at a, about three or four different avenues of, of how we build the hub uh, out in, in BC. Uh, one of that is is facilities. Uh, we're working towards getting some facilities established in British Columbia. Um, th- those facilities will include some co-working space. Again, as I talked about, that physical connection between innovative companies is fantastic. We've seen great examples of that. Uh, Viatech here in, in Victoria has done a fantastic job of that. Um, we're also looking at uh, supporting the entrepreneurs and the innovators in some training and development um, opportunities. Um, we just finished uh, our first venture acceleration program cohort, so there'll be others of that coming in the future. Uh, and we're also looking for corporate innovation programs as well, projects as well. So we're talking across the board as well. We're not; it's not specifically transportation or energy. We're also looking at aquaculture, uh, seaweed and kelp farming. Um, uh, data management, uh, AI has become a AI, huge I was going to ask you. In fact, <laughs> Don't ask me about what AI is because... Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to tell you that my definition of the blue economy, I, I mean, I was all over Google and I pulled a few, but the best one that pulled it together for me was ChatGPT. So a little AI defining the blue economy thus far. Oh, it's going to put me out of the job, isn't it? Yeah, it might put us all. <laughs> we should just be talking to chat but GPT right here. But. I know, but it might solve a lot of our problems, yeah. of course. You know. I have a lot more time on my hands. No, I mean, <laughs> AI is going to... And then that's probably the hard challenge with the blue economy is that because of technology changing so rapidly right now is how do you keep on top of it? And how do you... You know, a technology that happens now might be outdated in a couple of years. So it's going to be fast moving. It's going to be very dynamic. Uh, Companies are going to come, get their technology out, and we've got to support them get their technology out so they can get established and then they can can grow from there as well. So, yeah, I mean, the the AI part that we're starting to see a little bit of it in the blue economy, I think a lot of people are still trying to figure out how it can be really applied. Um, And one of the big issues there is getting the data for it as well and that's been a, a big thing that I've noticed in the last couple of months being here is is that data collection uh, and and we've got some fantastic companies on the island that are uh, in BC that are, are actually doing that data collection um, which is great incredible and um, I think we should maybe backtrack here a little bit I want to ask you what type of industry verticals are you interested in uh, all of them all of them yeah <laughs> It's actually a really good question because at some point you have to categorize it and, and you'll never get it right. right. Um, so we've looked at different areas. But for us, the, the blue economy are kind of those aquatics and fisheries and mm-hmm. that's sort of uh, aquaculture and fisheries. So there is some interesting technology in that um, aquaculture I told you about before mm-hmm. with uh, uh, different types of fish farming. Um, fisheries, commercial fisheries, there's some, there's some interesting technology in there that right. could support them. Um, we've got marine transportation and recreation. So that's mm-hmm. when you bring in shipping, you bring in cruise ships, you bring in boating, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, living in BC, uh, oh, there's yeah. a lot of, or especially the coast of BC, there's a lot oh, of gosh, yeah. recreational boating going on. And there's some interesting stuff happening there, especially in the shipping mm-hmm. uh, with uh, decarbonisation of, of shipping, alternative shipping fuels, uh, electric vessels, uh, hydrogen-powered vessels, um, marine infrastructure, uh, which, is, which is a big one, ports and, and how they're going to mm-hmm. move forward, uh, ocean energy, which typically is wave, tidal, offshore wind. And what we're looking at at the moment is, is more integrating those energy schemes into other energy renewable schemes. So maybe it's solar, wind, onshore and offshore, yeah. linking them all together, getting the most out of every every form. Uh, resource extraction, which is still happening. Um, obviously, there's you know, opportunities for natural gas and, and pulling other stuff out of the ocean. Um, does also fit in the blue economy because there are better ways of doing it. So mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that's how the lens on that is pushed. Um, safety, security, and defense. So that's when the defense connects in and also that data collection. Yeah. And then a big one that's probably um, – un- we just talked about it uh, in a recent podcast with Coast about the upcoming Coastal Zone Canada conference in, mm-hmm. in June, uh, June 11th to 15th in, in, in Victoria, is uh, conservation and protection. So that kind of the general industry verticals, there's a lot of things that meet in there, but mm-hmm. Coast is there to support all of those industry verticals. Wow. And and so when you look, uh, you know, I don't know if you have a three-year strategic plan or what you have, but what does success look like for Coast? Uh Ultimately, success is seeing um, these new companies or existing companies scale up their technologies, getting technologies to the market. Um, that's the ultimate success and having that healthy ecosystem being built um, because if, if we're succeeding with that, uh, if, we, if we're succeeding with having that um, success with those companies, what it will do is it'll attract new companies in, it will attract international investment it will encourage canadian companies to export their products it will grow that um uh, that uh, that ecosystem so that is the ultimate success uh, and any way yeah. we can support them obviously we have success measures under you know how many people we want to get yes. involved and how many projects we want to do but that's the ultimate success is, is to see that ecosystem really thrive uh, in pacific okay. canada and see attraction uh, here and what does that mean what does that mean for British Columbia then? <laughs> Obviously, that puts us on a on the map. Um, I would hope so. Yeah, as innovators. I, I, yeah, I mean, there's innovation. It's a place for um, for for people to start companies, grow companies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it also is that I, I think it's leading. It, it shows that British Columbia leading the pack into the blue yeah. economy. Um, so I think it can be shown as that lens as well, which is a little bit different to the you know have just having companies attract but you know and and i've said in a couple of places and and even today about the inspiration uh if you get that leading as the leader uh of new new innovations in in the ocean industry Mm -hmm. it's a good story yeah it's a great story to tell and you've got to be proud about that i would think so that's what i'd like to that's the ultimate sort of answer but you know how you measure that i don't know but uh well, you know, I mean, it sounds like you're on your way. Um, one uh, one question I want to ask before we're out of here is the role Indigenous communities can play in this, um, because I understand there's a lot of um, participation in marine stewardship, marine guardianship here on the coast, and um, Indigenous, uh, our Indigenous, um, um, sorry, I just mucked that all up. You're going to have to really oh, yeah, edit that edit out. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I'll ask the question again. 
What role can Indigenous communities play in shaping the future of the blue economy in British Columbia and how can their traditional knowledge be integrated into sustainable practices? A lot of ways. Um, I think the the easy answer is a lot. Um, we talked earlier about the right way and, and the not right way, <laughs> the left way. Um, Indigenous communities have had a long history of, of connection to the ocean and they've preserved it, they've nurtured it, they've seen it as a slightly different, uh, as far as I understand. And, and we need to respect and understand that and I think in all the practices we're doing is there's definitely that component to add to it because their connection was a little bit more almost spiritual or a bit more um, um, respectful to the ocean than perhaps... Mm-hmm. Uh, we've maybe done on the land. Um, mm-hmm. So I think uh, as we as these new technologies are coming out and the new opportunities in the blue economy come out, I think that connection with the Indigenous um, communities is, is huge and there's a lot to learn from them. That's um, fabulous. That's really fabulous. Um, Jason, I could sit and talk to you all day because there's so many questions we could, we could ask and answer about this. Um, I guess any final thoughts from you before we wrap up? Um, what do you want to get though there? Um, I, I just want to get out the message from Coast. Um, Coast is, is here to help anyone with a good idea or a new innovation or a new technology in that blue economy sector. Um, we're here to help and support that and we want to see that succeed. And, and we, as I said before, we're in this um, catalyst phase of the, the next three years and the runway we've got uh, and in that we'll be setting up some programming to support those types of companies. Mm-hmm. But further than that, we want industry partners. We want people to get excited about this. Um, it is kind of at the the starting process, um, and there's a lot of fantastic swell of excitement going on around VC and and the industry at the moment. So um, it's a really good time to start it, and that, that also extends for Canada wide as well. So yeah, we want people to come reach out to coast um let us know what they're thinking let us let's work through and 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 see this this environment of companies and groups grow so i mean that's that's where i'd like to get as the final message it sounds like a lot of potential in there and uh jason i just want to mention that coast um will be at discover tech or anywhere you tune in your favorite podcast uh, thanks for being i think it's the victoria conference center yes uh on uh june 1st and um if you go you'll see the coast booth plus a whole bunch of other ocean related companies that Mm. are going to be there i don't know if it's an ocean avenue you have or whatever but there's a there's a cluster there is there's a cluster and there's some really there's some really good companies that are um demonstrating or um, highlighting their technology at Discover Tectoria on, on Friday. Um, yep. And yeah, anyone that's interested, it'd be great to, to get down there and look at it. I believe it's free entry for people. I could be wrong with that, but I believe it is. It is actually, yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah. So, you know, and it's just, again, getting that awareness out there, finding out what we're doing. We'll be there just to tell people about a bit more about Coast. Um, and, and I'd also uh, direct people to our website, canadacoast.ca, where there's lots of interesting talks, um, podcasts, there's some information on there as well and, and you can sign up for newsletters. So. It's a great resource so canadacoast.ca um, That unfortunately is all the time we have but I'm, uh, I'd really like to thank uh, Jason Goldsworthy who is the Executive Director of Coast or the Centre for, you say it Centre for Ocean Applied Sustainable Technologies. Thank you, you did that very well. I'm going to turn it over now to our producer Ben Wagg to tell us what's coming up in the next few weeks on the Rising Economy podcast. Over to you, Ben. Great. Thanks, Carrie.
So in our next podcast on June 13th, we'll explore the advantages and myths around 15-minute cities. You can find out more at southallandprosperity.ca. You can also listen to the Rising Economy podcast on Czech's podcast network or anywhere you tune into your favorite podcast. Thanks for being with us today.